0: Fends dummy half. It's with the halfback Williams.
1: Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would be from DeGoyce, Put a kick out wide, looking for Sander Earl, and Earl is in again.
2: Oh, ha, ha, ha. Stop it, it's starting to hurt. Rugby League! Rugby 10. League!
0: Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Uh, the road to the end of the Supercoach season is its really heating up. It's almost coming to a close. We have three rounds left. Injuries, suspensions, restings this week, the first major restings. They're all hitting hard. Teams are scrapping to get 17 on deck. Uh, here to help talk through the carnage is a very special guest on the SC Playbook podcast, second time on this year, the Socceroos and Real Sociedad goalkeeper, Maddie Ryan. Maddie, thanks for coming along, mate.
2: Cheers, Timmy. Thanks for having me on for the second time. First time mustn't have been too bad then. <laughs>
0: Nah, mate. It was, uh, it was a strong debut. We're all waiting on the Sociedad debut when you when you get yourself sort a bit of an injury linger in there. Um, For anyone who doesn't know and missed the first podcast, Maddie is an NRL supercoach night. Mate, uh, how's it coming on over there? You were with Brighton last season in the EPL, going over the, to La Liga now. Um, Bit of an injury niggle. Um, How far away are you?
2: Yeah, mate. Uh, unfortunately, just picked up an injury in the first couple of weeks when I was here. Um, had a little... Uh, after scope done, and uh, I had my first session yesterday actually back out on the pitch. so I reckon early next week I should be back with the team and yeah, looking forward to getting uh, getting stuck into it.
0: Good stuff, mate. And um probably a lot of a uh, lot of us wondering back here, you're going into a new club new setup. Do you expect to come in as the number one goalkeeper, or is there some pretty stiff competition there?
2: I mean, yes, there's always obviously stiff competition, uh, especially at this level of of the game. You know, the league is obviously one of the most, you know, world-renowned leagues in the world and uh, some of the best players and all that. So it's always going to be competition for places and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'll just go out there and do what I can control. And that's obviously my own performances in training. And hopefully that's going to result in, um, you know, plenty of opportunities come come the match days. And, yeah, hopefully I can get out there and, and do a good job.
0: Mate, I think you've had offers to join the uh, the Liga for a fair few years now, plenty of different ones. You finally saw that Leo Messi was gone. You've gone, all right, here's my chance to get over there and make, make a name for myself.
2: <laughs> well, I'd, I'd actually signed before he left. So I think, oh. was, um, I think it was vice versa. I think he saw I signed there and he took off. <laughs> so. Oh, I um, heard it all. But,
0: no, no, good stuff, mate. Uh, uh, And most importantly to our listeners, how's the Supercoach side coming along? Uh,
2: yeah, it's been on a bit of a decline, unfortunately. Um, I started the year strong and was just outside, you know, I think I was outside the top thousand, um, to begin with. And then, yeah, just, um, uh, unfortunately, yeah, slid the other way. Um, uh, some decisions and perhaps planning in a bit, bit of naiveness and all that types of stuff, um, got me slipping down and, uh, yeah, just outside the top 10,000 now.
0: That's all right, mate. A few more rounds to bounce back. We can, uh... You can blame time zones for that one or I can miss a few different ins and outs and that. Whether it's happened or not, it doesn't matter. Also <laughs> joining me and oh, it's a good one, this one, um, it's Desi Creek, the 2019 NRL Super Gates champion. And last time I spoke to Desi, he was making fun of me on the podcast last week for looking at anti-potting Tommy Turbo, skipper. Now, I, he told me to do it. I was like, all right, I'll go for it, stuff it. I didn't end up doing it. I skipped it him. Desi... How are you, mate? And who you end up skippering last week?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going okay. I I went for uh, Teddy, oh. um, and I I was pretty happy with his. You know, he scored a hundred um, with a try, I think, and an assist. So, I mean, he's he's looking good, Teddy. But yeah, Turbo obviously just something else. Um, so yeah, I I still scored okay with like fourteen hundred odd. But you know, the extra eighty points is a lot. Um, when it comes to the rankings up around the 1,000th overall mark. So, yes, I fell back to 1,600th, which, you know, I'm still hopeful of coming top 1,000.
0: Yeah, nice, mate. Still pretty well positioned and a massive chance here at that top 1,000, especially now that Aho is a little bit of a fire for you and coming good at the right time of the year. The mighty Cooma Stallions, 1,493 points last week into 919th overall. So just staying in that top 1,000, been around that mark for about, seems like seven or eight weeks now. Um, so not looking too bad at this stage. Maddie. we'll get to the team news in a minute. Uh, there's a lot that won't be able to field a 17 this week. A lot of people will be sweating on Tommy Choboy, as their 17th man. Uh, do you have a full side?
2: Yeah, mate. I've, uh, I've got 18 with uh, TC Ribardi being my 18th man at the moment. So, yeah, um, hopefully that's going to be a bit of a pod move for me, having a full, a full squad this week and can uh, yeah, capitalise. Yeah, that's
0: huge. Desi, how are your numbers looking?
1: Yeah, I think I'm relying on Tommy playing to be my 17th because I'll be taking the auto emergency with Jerome Hughes out and obviously don't have any trades, so don't have a halfback. So I get a free free shot at looping Harry Grant um, on Thursday night.
0: Oof, yeah, handy little one there. Uh, and we will start with the key SuperCoach team news. And why not start on that man himself? Uh, massive, massive things happening at the Melbourne Storm. Everyone predicted Craig Bellamy to start resting players <clears throat> in the last few rounds of the season. Uh, it started this week. Brandon Smith rested. Justin Olam rested. This means Harry Grant starts, probably plays 80 minutes, you'd have to think, this week uh, against the Titans Thursday night. They play. Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback starting for the first time since his head knock earlier in the season. Jerome Hughes out, Nico Hines at halfback, and just to throw a little bit more of a spanner in the works, a more regular halfback, Cooper Johns, more specialist halfback, should I say, has been named on the bench, which is an odd spot for a bloke who, to my knowledge, can only play halfback, so while Hines probably starts, uh, there's a small chance that maybe Cooper Johns comes in there and Nico Hines goes to the bench, which is what I think Craig Bellamy will be doing with his side for week one of finals. Desi, what do you make of all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm glad I chose to trade in uh, Harry Grant the other week with my final trade. Now that he's looking set for 80 minutes, he's a snap vice captain for me. And if he scores over 120, I'll probably loop it on a week like this.
0: Yep. Um, as I said, the fact that you get two genuine shots at captain this week is such a massive bonus. It'll be an even bigger bonus if Tommy Trubovic doesn't play this week. Um, Maddie. it'll have massive ramifications on Supercoach. The way I see it, the news coming from... Um, apparently, he avoided a, a cheekbone fracture, I think it was. So there's no risk of further damage to his face uh, or on that current injury. So with Manly playing for a top four spot and needing twin to try and secure that top four spot, they're in a fight with a few clubs there, but the Roosters look the main one. Uh, Matt, are you expecting Tommy Turbo to come out and play that one, or, or can you see Desi Hasler potentially arresting him just to get him right for the following week?
2: Um, uh, I think I see him playing, to be honest. Um, I mean, like Desi last week as well, I went a bit of a pod play on trying to you know, go a different route for captain, and... Um, yeah, I, I didn't go on, Tommy. I learnt my lesson the hard way there. Uh, it would have been nice. I mean, I guess but when, when he had that head knock with Jason Saab, I think it was the 50th you know, minute or around there. He was probably already on 120 or something, but uh, <laughs> probably would have been nice if he, if he had went off and not come back on. But, uh, um, but I mean, I found it all a bit strange. The reports came out quite early, you know, that he obviously had fractured it and that he wouldn't be playing this week, obviously before team lists and all that had been named. So, I found it all a bit funny to be honest, and then, yeah, obviously the mix reports and and everything that he gets named today. So, um, yeah, like you said, with that top four um, right there for the taking for them, I, I suspect he's going to play.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one, mate. Um, there's going to be there's going to be rumours and whispers all week out whether he does or doesn't play. So, I uh, will wait and see how that one unfolds. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, absolute carnage last week. Ryan Madison. Um, He's gone for the rest of the regular season with a suspension sent off in that game there. Victor Radley, gone late in the Roosters clash. He misses, I believe, the rest of the season, I think it is. He was a very popular trading target last week. Corey Harrow here and Naira, another one sent off for his shot on Jerome Hughes. The damage that did to super is getting two players gone in one play, massive. Um, big dilemmas there. Tyson Frizzell copped a one-week ban. He's gone as well, not as popularly owned as the others, but still a decent amount of super coaches have Tyson Frizzell. The other thing on Jerome Hughes, while you're not going to be trading Jerome Hughes out, they said he suffered really bad memory loss following that game. And the position Melbourne are in at the moment going into finals, um, they'll you think they play a pretty cautious approach with him. You've seen what they've done with Ryan in this season. So uh, every chance that he misses next week as well. But again, just speculation there. Luke Thompson returns from his suspension for the Bulldogs, which will be a handy extra number. Desi, Tavita Pangai Jr., James Fisher-Harris, uh, they return on the extended bench. have been named on the extended bench, should I say, for Penrith. Uh, do you expect them to come into the side for the, the big clash with the Bunnies?
1: Yeah, I'd expect uh, Fisher-Harris to definitely come into that team. I'm not sure about TBJ. Probably not both of them. I think they'd just take one. And considering the circumstances around TBJ right now, I'd... Assume it would be Fisher-Harris that comes into the team. Um, so that should bolster up a few people's teams.
0: Maddie, huge supercoach movement at the Bunnies in the back line. Alex Johnston, back from his hamstring injury. Dane Gagliar, who was a laid out last week, which as an owner was an absolutely killer to see. Braden Burns absolutely carve up there when it could have been Gags. Campbell Graham, he's back also from a concussion. He's been out for about a month. All named. Josh Mansour, due to his form, has stayed in that side. He'll play on the right wing, I'd assume, which is not a bad spot to be. But at the Bunnies, you want to be on that left wing. Tane Milne obviously drops out as a result of all that alongside Jackson Paulo. Um, huge, huge there. Matty, are you an owner of any of them players affected?
2: Yeah, mate, I'm uh, I'm a gagai owner as well, so that uh, that out last week hurt as well. And yeah, like you said, seeing Braden Burns <laughs> crash over twice, I oh. you know, just imagine if it was uh if it was gagai, it was yeah pretty hurtful to see. But uh, I actually contemplated when um, Alex Johnson got injured about bringing Josh Mansour into my team because um, I had a feeling he was obviously going to fill that left wing uh, left uh, wing vacancy and. Yeah, it would have been a good pod move if I had. He, he scored pretty well. But, yeah, as you say, um, it, it's obviously a more left-side dominant attack. And um, let's see if it's going to be the case this week against uh, the Panthers, who are pretty sturdy in defence, you know. I'm not sure if uh, you know if I see it being such a high-scoring game or not. But, um, yeah, I guess time will tell.
0: Matty, you're a good bloke for coming on the podcast this week because we've been sort of chatting back and forth a little bit about Supercoach sort of team news advice, bits and pieces, uh, throughout the season, and I like to think that most of the time my advice is pretty well on point, but between telling you to give you an eight Aitken a week, I think I probably told you not to get mansour in because his job security sucked and players were going to come back and drop out. Uh, mate, you'd be top 1,000 if you hadn't listened to me all season. I
2: <laughs> uh, would have, should have, could have, you know, all these types of <laughs> yeah. things we can, can say, but I had in my mind also coming on here to to sort of throw you under the bus a little bit about your advice and all this, I mean, Last week's articles were about, you know, not, not captaining turbo. It's the week to go away from it. And, yeah, Ewan Aiken as well and his job security and all this. But uh, that was a little bit I touched on in the beginning when I when I on <laughs> yeah. the show. It was a bit of, you know, n- naiveness and all that with some decisions and strategizing and all that. But, you know, it's all a learning curve. And, uh, no, I really enjoy my, my super coach and, yeah, trying to learn from you guys that are obviously up the pointy end of the table.
0: Oh, good, mate. In my, in my defense, in the captain's article, I did say go with Tommy Turbo. So anyone that read that would know later in the week. I did come around. Um, CSC for Talakai. Moves back to the back row at the Sharks, which is good for his supercoach output. But on the flip side, Teague Wilton has been named to return from a hamstring injury on the bench. So with Britton Nakora there, Wilton back, Talakai in the back row, it wouldn't shock me if Talco went to a sort of 50-minute role there. He might play 80. I'm not sure. They've chopped and changed with their back rolls all season. Makes him a tough play in 17s, though. Uh, and, Desi, the last bit of big Supercoach team news for this week was Jason Tamalolo named on the extended bench. I suppose the question there is a bit of a sit-start question. If Jason Tamalolo comes in with that, he had a broken hand, um, didn't seem to be too, too bad. If he came back and was named on the bench... You'd be pretty reluctant to play him when you're 17 this week if you had the choice, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a sit um, with that those sort of hand injuries. Um, yeah, he just loses his tackle-bust ability, which means he's just not going to score um, very well super coach wise um, It's as simple as that. But yeah, I think most people would be forced into playing him maybe this week.
0: Would you feel, again, say he had two or three options to pick between and they're all semi-decent, would you play him if he started?
1: Um, yeah, probably. I think you'd have to, as long as he's not named on the edge again, if he starts mm. um, in the front row, yeah, yeah. probably.
0: I'm saying if he starts, I'll be playing. If he doesn't start, he so comes off the bench. This is provided he comes back, which he very well may not do. Uh, if he's off the bench, I'll be definitely avoiding him by 17. We saw what he did in 80 minutes on the edge when he did break that hand. So uh, one to watch out for there anyway. Guys, Quantum have jumped on board as a sponsor for the SC Playbook podcast this season. Quantum Australia's premier data science and artificial intelligence company. If you're interested in career-fueled by game-changing analytics, break away from the pack by joining the Quantum team today. Uh, If you're interested in that, hit us up on our socials, email, whatever, and we'll get you in contact with them. Boys, topic one for the night. Uh, It's the game itself, Uh, Supercoach. Not unexpectedly, uh, due to all the injuries, suspensions, da-da-das, we find ourselves a long way out, or we found ourselves even a couple of weeks ago, a long way out from the end of the season, struggling to field 17s. Now, this has played into the hands of some people, uh, gone against a lot of other people. While there's a lot of planning gone going involved into sort of who it's worked out for, who it hasn't, there's obviously been a lot of luck involved for people dodging injuries who haven't dodged injuries. Desi, I'll start with you. People are blowing up that there's not enough trades in Supercoach. Um, probably not a knock on the Supercoach game itself because I don't think anyone could have anticipated this amount of carnage. Going into next season, looking a little bit ahead, do you think we should be getting more trades next season or do you think they've got it at the right number?
1: Uh, I think they have it right. Um, You know, the the prize money for Supercoach is 50 grand. It's not meant to be an easy game. Um, I think if you've got no trades left, then you probably didn't play the game too well. I mean, you didn't account for injuries, probably chase points and money too often early in the season without really stopping to think about the consequences come you know the end of the game when teams are resting their players um etc so yeah i think yeah mm. um that's
0: yeah it's a, it's a tough one mate and and i mean you could argue either way and and i sort of tend to fall in your court a little bit i think they've got it pretty well right what's your take on it Maddie? do you see yourself sitting there going this is ludicrous. It's too hard to field a 17. with all, all this damage going on. Or are you thinking a bit like Desi, where it's like, well, you know, that's part of the game, and and you maybe possibly should have been better prepared.
2: Oh, I've definitely been thinking that the last couple couple of weeks. You know, with all the carnage that's been happening. <laughs> but um, no, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, you know, nothing worth having comes easy, and obviously, you know, taking the gong of being the Super Coach winner um, is exactly that. And. Um, you know the rules are the same for everyone playing the game, and you, obviously you just got to find the balance and have that little bit of luck, you know, along the way in the season to, you know, obviously be there or thereabouts. And you know you got to obviously strategize and come up with a plan. And you know, like Des touched on, um, you know, the risk over reward with your choices and, and those types of things. And you know, you, especially yourself, Timmy, you obviously touched on, you know, from the uh, you know, from the go this season. How important trades are going to be the back end of the year, and I guess we're all finding out, um, you know, how good that advice is is right now because those in a strong position with some up their sleeve, uh, I feel, are definitely going to be climbing the rankings these, you know, remaining couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I, I wish I, I had a few more up my sleeve, but um, you know, that's a learning curve for me, and I'll, I'll use it, you know, heading into next season.
0: Mm, yeah, well said, mate. And and that's it. It's it all it is is a learning curve. And and as I said, while well, there's uh, certainly, a degree of luck in supercoach. You do need certain things to fall your way. Um, you know, to win your leagues, to go well in the overall. <clears throat> um, the, I think the lesson we'll learn from this season, particularly should the NRL rules stay the same in the format, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for next season, which I'm sure they they probably will. It's just about you know, you know, not trading out active players when possible. You know, a bloke gets suspended for two or three weeks, you hold on to them players as often as you can because it, it will be a fit player coming back, a fit body coming back um and just keeping a squad as active as you can as as well as you can get 25 active players in your squad um so i mean it'll be interesting to see what they do with it but i'm with you boys it it's a bit of a reward in patience for those who were patient enough to hold off on trades and save a few trades at the end of season they're gonna be the ones reaping the rewards big time and coming home with a wet sail so Uh, interesting to see, but, and we'll get other people's opinions later on in the season, and and we'll chat to a few people about it, but um, interesting to get your takes on it. Desi, just the other one on that, firstly, do you have anything else to add about the state of the game at the moment? We will do a season recap and talk about what we learned, what we thought of the year, etc., following the final round, but the one that does interest me, which I thought was worth touching on, do you see the salary cap increasing next year? Because we're going to have Tommy Turbos, Nathan Cleary's at these ridiculous prices is the cap going to have to go up or we're just going to have to limit our expectations with our starting 17 or 25 next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be preparing for it, put it that way. Um, I just, I think they have a system in place. I don't think they'll change it. Um, like I said, the game's meant to be hard. Um, it just means people are going to have to narrow down the must have group of players even Mm. more than normal. Um, whilst also picking a lot more cheapies and mid rangers um, so, yeah, I just don't think they'll change it.
0: Mm. And the last thing I'll say just on that, I don't know about you boys, but i found it's been one of the more enjoyable years of Coach, particularly at this end of the year where normally teams are so similar and it gets a little bit boring because, you know, between the final 17 players that you're playing in your last few rounds or your head-to-head players, you match up your teams and your opposition into your head-to-head. And there's about three or four different um, unique players in your entire 17. And it was just boring. And you're watching these four players, hoping they do well. This year, there are so many unique players and you're watching, you know, 13 of your players each week who might be owned by less than 20 or 30% of super coaches. And Maddie, I think that's way more exciting in my opinion.
2: Yeah, no, for sure, mate. Look, you just touched on there with that point there. Like, I remember, yeah, the last seasons or the, you know, previous to this one, which I've been playing, yeah, a lot of the teams are similar. But, yeah, because of the carnage, the injuries, suspensions, all that, there is a, a lot of variety, I feel, at the minute. and. Yeah, lots of players are getting lots of opportunities, and you know, there's there's lots of pods that are that are surfacing and all that. So, uh, yeah, you just got to make sure you, you get on the right ones at the right time, and you know, if you if you manage to do that, you, you're going to be yeah climbing up the the rankings.
0: Yeah, for sure, mate. Boys, let's jump into the hot topics of the week. A little briefer than most weeks because. As we've alluded to, people are pretty short on trades, as it is. Uh, People are a little short on, you know, 17s in general and what they can and can't do with their team. By this stage of the year, a lot of people have just, you've got what you've given. Uh, But we'll chat about a few of them. And the big one, Desi, was Nathan Cleary's return on the weekend against the Dragons. What did you make of it? And what do you make of his super coach credentials coming out of it? Was it what you expected? Did you expect more? Do you expect less? Where, Where are you at?
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think he did pretty much what everyone expected, which is just you know get through the eighty minutes. Um, he looked solid enough. He scored solid enough. If you've got the trades to bring in Cleary, then pull the trigger.
0: Mm, yeah, Maddie, uh, are you with Dazzy? Is it? Have you seen enough in one game to be like? All right, he's come back well. We saw him take the line on, which was the big, uh, the big eye test that he passed for me. He he had a few runs there, and he didn't look scared or tentative or ready to just run the show and, and take a back seat with his running game. Uh, trades and whatnot pending. Would you be happy to get him in this week at the big price with the potential risk of uh, injury reaggravation?
2: Uh, I guess I mean injuries—they're part of the game. They're possible for anyone at any stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Nathan Cleary as a pod um, this time of the year, then if you're able to do it, I, I'd suggest to get him in because there's not going to be too many that are going to be able to have him. And, you know, he notched up 80-odd points last week with, you know, what seemed to be a, a quiet game for him, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think I would get him in because, like you say, he's got that potential to, to go really big. He's got that ceiling and, yeah, someone like that to have in your side that not a lot of people have, then... Yeah, it's a bit of a, a no brainer if you can do it.
0: Would you be happy to get him in this week knowing that he comes up against a pretty rampant bunny side? Um, I mean, he comes up against the final two weeks of the season. They play the Tigers and Eels, where, you know, if you own him for them two, that could win you your head to head preliminary and grand final individually. He'll go 150, 150. Would you wait, or is the bunnies match up? Does it not scare you for Nathan Cleary?
2: Um, I think ideally I'd, I'd probably wait a week, um, mm. and you know, the, obviously with the Jerome Hughes injury as well. Now there's there's probably a, a lack of quality there in that halfback position of of guys that have that really big ceiling. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think up against the bunnies this week, um, in the red hot form they're in, I, I can't I can't see him going too big to be honest. But uh, yeah, remains to be seen, I guess.
0: He put 190 on the Bunnies back in round 11. But I think we can all agree it was a different bunny side of that stage. It's a different panther side now. Although, Penrith are pretty well back to full strength this weekend. That game is going to be so bloody exciting. I cannot wait for it. Uh, and clear's is the big one. We're going to know where he's at after that game. But as I said, from what we've seen, it'd be pretty hard to not bring him in this week. Um, what are we up to now, boys? Desi, over at the Storm, we talked about all the, the changes to that side. Uh, there's two big ones for me. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen's starting. He's dirt cheap. Mate, he's got to be a mass, Like I wrote in my team's analysis this afternoon that he's probably... He's the biggest super pod you'll nearly ever see in Supercoach. With He was averaging well over 100 prior to getting that concussion. Um, in a dominant Melbourne side, they're putting on 30, 40, 50 points for fun. So firstly, Pappy, um, what are your thoughts on him this week?
1: Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see Paps at 426k ever again. Um, it's just ridiculously cheap for what he's going to produce. Could go absolutely ballistic uh, this week. Mm. Um, it's Just, yeah, he could simply score the same as Tommy and then he's he's got the goal kicking on top. So, oh. yeah, I think if Paps had played this whole season, we would have seen a score... Upwards of 250, at some stage, but yeah, Mm -hmm. remains to be seen, yeah.
0: I'm with you, mate. Had he not been injured, I think it'd be Tommy the top scorer or top average, should I say. I don't think Pappy would have been far off him. He'd be below him, but not too far off. Uh, And then I reckon Nathan Cleary would be in third. Desi, the other one there is Nico Hines, who moved to the halves. Um, Pretty unfamiliar spot for him. Won't be goal-kicking with Pappy starting the game. What's your take on Nico? I mean, you're not going to sit him. They're playing the Titans for starters, but how do you see Supercoach impact being uh, output being impacted?
1: Uh, I don't. I I think he'll go just as uh, just as well at halfback. To be honest, you know he, he does those wraparound plays. They'll, they'll probably use him as you know he'll be like a second fullback in there mm. um, at halfback, and yeah, he'll put up a few kicks as well um, to end some sets. So I I see his you know his ceiling might even stay the same. He'd mm. still be on for a hundred plus scores there.
0: I disagree, mate. I'm I'm not that convinced. Well, I mean, in any other team than Melbourne, you'd be I'd have my serious concerns. But at Melbourne, they're just so good. You know they're going to put points on. He'll be in the thick of bits and pieces of it. But I can see that sort of um, uh, that where he'll be playing that first receiver and he'll draw players in and go whack out the back to Papenhausen and then Pappy gets all the try assists. I think they'll play a lot to Munster's left edge out there with Ado Carr. Um, I'm, he won't be kicking goals. You know, playing for Melbourne, what's the average? 20-odd points a game in goal kicks as well. Take that off his score. Um, a lesser role. Mate, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about him, but the draw is pretty easy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone sitting behind this week, you know they're not playing the game properly. I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, you're not going to sit him, of course, but output wise and definitely ceiling wise, I think it's going to be well, well down on his fullback position. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out. Maddie, Kalen Ponga, a bit of a stinker last week. <clears throat> he looked okay. Bit of an injury concern there. Is he still? Your, he's he's the second most owned fullback among top teams behind, obviously, Tommy Turbo. Is he still a guy that if you had trades left, you'd be targeting with a really soft draw for the Knights, or did last weekend put you off him a little bit?
2: I think I think the Knights in general this year. I mean, I'm, I must admit the last couple of weeks when he became fit again, and obviously the draw that they had being uh, such a soft one, I was really worried being a non-owner. But given what he's produced, I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with what he's done to be honest. And I just think the Knights' attack or in, in defence, it just it all looks a bit clunky to me at the moment. They just, they just don't seem to be hitting their straps and, and gelling all that well. And I've seen, you know, some crazy statistics on Twitter during the week that it's the first time, you know, I think Pierce, Best and Ponga and, you know, maybe one other had all played together and all this. And whether that's contributing to the, you know, lack of fluidity through their attack or that, I'm not too sure. And um, But yeah, definitely as a non-owner for Ponga, I've been quite happy and I think, with where the season's at and my personal circumstances, I'm I'm quite happy having having Turbo and and Teddy there at the minute. And if I was going to change, it would probably be to yeah a, a puppy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I know, I know Desi's in the same boat there with Teddy and uh, Teddy and Turbo. I think we're all pretty happy to be in that position. And and you're right on Ponga. Just the, the lack of fluency between the spine. I've spoken about it over and over again about how hard it is. Um, to, to get spines gelling. And when they're just not playing together, it makes it bloody hard having new halves come in and out the whole season. You know, even Pong has only played a handful of games this year. Tex Hoy was in there for a big part of the start of the season. And the Knights just, gee, they utilise him in a bad way. Just sweeping out the back, sweeping out the back, giving that defence time to react, just getting that first ball off the dummy half. He just attacks a retreating defensive line flat and fast. I get terrified watching when they do that. And they play him in a very funny way. And it's, very happy as a non owner of Kalen Ponga. That being said, he's still a decent trading target, but I think now that Pappy's starting, Pappy's eclipsed him as a buy in my books. Desi Warriors pair, back rollers, Josh Curran, you and Aitken, bloody hell, they're on fire.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. Curran looked absolutely outstanding. Um he's offloading at the line, you know, creating chances. He's got Good uh, tackle, bust stability as well. Um, any edge back rower producing that sort of performance, you know, they look like a must-have for a Super Coach next season. I think you'll be in fifty uh, percent of teams to start with, something like that. But yeah, Aitken as well. Also, uh, his work rate, pretty, uh, pretty incredible. So yeah, he's he's also looking like nearly a must-have for next season as well at this. Out stage,
0: mm, Aitken will definitely be dual position next season. Second row center, or you'd like to think he will be. I think the normally the criteria they normally go with is three games in another position, and they get that dual. Josh Curran back to back scores of one thirty nine and one hundred and eleven. He's based fifty eight points per game in those two games, averaging seventy one for the season. So he's not be real cheap next year, but with that sort of Work ethic. He's attacking upside. He's turning into a super coach weapon. I know the spy almost jumped onto him last week and pulled out for, for some reason. I can't remember what it was. Uh, and then you and Aitken, on top of that, three-round average of 97 points in the back row. He had 74 points on the weekend with 66 in base, which is just ridiculous. Um, really interesting watch. And if you do have trades up your sleeve and can get one of them two in, um, pretty decent options because the Warriors have a really good run home. Boys, let's jump into a few sit-v-start options. There are surprisingly people out there, I say this every week, but with 19, 20, 21 active players this week, particularly if Tommy Turbo does play. So they have a decision who to play on their bench as their final bench options. Maddie, Desi, we'll go through a couple of them. You just tell me whether you'd sit them or you'd start them. I'll start with you, Desi. Um, If he does come onto the bench at the Panthers, TPJ. Start. Maddie, would you sit or start Tavita Pangai Jr.?
2: Uh, I'd say sit. I'd want a week a week to see what his minutes would be like.
0: Yeah, I, there's a still a fair few people out there who do own him. Um, I can't remember if we touched this on a couple of podcasts ago when we thought he was going to get his first start for the Panthers, but he'll play a middle role at the Panthers almost certainly because, I mean, Kurt Capel, for starters, who's an origin back rower, he's coming off the bench for the Panthers. Tavita Pangai, first three rounds this season for the Broncos, played in the middle. First game, 79 points in 39 minutes with 45 in base. Round two, 100 points in 52 minutes with 53 in base. Round three against the Dogs, 82 points, 59 minutes, 47 in base. In a nutshell, what those numbers mean are, Tavita doesn't need a lot of minutes in the middle uh, to score well, because his points per minute are ridiculous. Playing in a better side, I think the PPM can go up there, so... If he can get 40 to 45 minutes, he could be really solid. Anything more, and he could be a weapon at the Panthers. That all being said, I think I'm with Maddie, and I'd want to see one week of his minutes if he does come onto the bench in that game. Desi, a real interesting one in the same game. Alex Johnston and Dane Gagai against a near-full-strength Panthers outfit.
1: Uh, yeah, Alex Johnston's an interesting one because you know he could score 20 points against the Panthers. But you know south have been so deadly down that left edge. How can you how can you sit Alex Johnson in in good conscience? You just couldn't. I don't think even against the uh, the Panthers.
0: Mm, what about Gagai?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I think Gagai's a, a certain play. His, his base is good enough. Mm.
0: Maddie. Uh, it's funny
2: because my um, anti pod play this week was going to be to sit Alex Johnson, but um, mm. I've got him in my team and I I need to play him, but. Um, yeah, I guess if if it's a luxury of a choice, I'd say sit this week. You're coming off that hamstring injury, which he has a history of, and you know, like I said, a Panthers outfit that are pretty sturdy defensively. If he if he doesn't get the attacking stats, then we all know his base is pretty poor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sit if you have the luxury to.
0: Yeah, well, the uh, the Supercoach Spy is just live texted through, despite not having a clue we're recording right now. Uh, he's anti-potting... Alex Johnston as well, who'll be sitting him outside of his center wing. Um, I'd probably sit him as well. Now that Brandon Smith's out, which is a bit of a blow, I might have to play Johnston, I think. Uh, but it might depend on if Tam Lolo comes in and starts as well. But I'd probably sit Johnston. And I'm with you on Gagai Desi. Just the better base. Um, I don't think he'll score 20. I think if he doesn't score, he'll get attacking stats. I might get 30 to 35 worst. Alex Johnston, I'm pretty sure last time they played the Panthers. Granted, they got 50 put on them. I think he scored 21 points or something terrible against them. So um, a bloke who could get 15 and could get 150. It's a big decision for owners there. Desi, David Nofaluma, who has stunk it up the last two weeks?
1: I think you have to you have to play him um, against the Sharks. The Sharks concede points. points. Uh, we know that. So I think... <laughs> You know, if you've got an offer, you're gonna play him against the sharks. It's as simple as that.
0: Mm. Maddie.
2: Um, sorry, who was that? I was just thinking, I, I probably <laughs> used the wrong term there. I, I should have said my pod play was to sit um Alex Johnson though, no? not not antipod. Just it's to a clarify.
0: Bit, it's a bit half half, isn't it? I think it's I can you're right, I think it's an antipod because in the sense that all I think all his owners will probably play, so you're antipod yeah. against it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Off. Um David Notaruma.
2: Uh, Nofo, um, I'm going to play him against the Sharks. Uh, just with him, he's got that pedigree and Super Coach. It's just I don't know. One week he looks like he's interested, and then the next he do- he looks mm-hmm. disinterested. So I think he's had a couple of weeks where he's been disinterested, and hopefully this is the week where he repays repays the faith.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, boys. Desi uh, over at Your Manly Sea Eagles. Jason Saab, if Tom Treboliovich is out.
1: Uh, I think you'd probably sit him. Um, mm. Canberra always give us a bit of trouble, so I don't know. I'm a bit wary of playing Manly players uh, against Canberra, but yeah, I think with Turbo there, you'd probably still play him.
0: Matty? Uh
2: I'd sit just too much rocks or diamonds, to be honest, mm. and yeah, the, the rocks are, are too low.
0: Yeah, if Turbo does play it, 100% play Saab, but if he doesn't, I'd be happy to sit as well. Uh, Desi, Jaden Braley.
1: Uh, I'd probably sit.
0: You have so much hate for Jaden Bailey, don't
1: you? <laughs> uh yeah, no, he's not <laughs> my favourite player. I don't know. I had him early in the season. He was decent, but um, yeah, I just don't see his upside being as as much as some of the other options there.
0: Yeah, with Caelan Ponger on deck, he has about half a run a game. It's ridiculous. Uh, Maddie.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably sit as well. Just the momentum he's got in his performances or, you know, super coach output at the moment, the, you know, there's no attacking stats coming. So you're probably just looking at your, you know, 40 or 50 odd if he, if he gets the tackles.
0: Yeah, I, I'll play him. Um, and I don't mind playing because his base is really good because he makes us, well, not really good. It's, yeah, 49 per game. That's pretty damn good. He's rock solid. So you can count on him for generally that 45 to sort of 55, but, Oh, his ceiling from what we thought it might have been earlier in the season has just hit the skid. So I'll play him, but he's a he's a bit of a boring play at the moment, isn't he? Um, and on a la- oh, no, two more to play: Dazzy, Jerome Luai, and Matty Burton.
1: Uh yeah, very tough one. I'm gonna go with play. I think there'll be points in that game. Um, and if you. Yeah. If Cleary's up to the up to uh the level we think he is, then Luai's points should be um unaffected. I think he's probably due a bit of a bit of form. He's been out of form all season, so um it was nice to see him get a try assist on on the weekend and score sixty yards. So I'll be playing Luai and I think Burton's an absolute must have at the moment if you've got mm-hmm. him in your seventeen.
0: Yeah. Maddie, play Luai and Burton. Sit or play.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to play. You'd be in a pretty good spot to be able to sit those guys, I think, if you've got them in your team. Um, I'd, I'd definitely be playing Burton. I think he showed recently, um, you know, the pedigree he's got in the output. He has Lua has been a bit, you know, I jumped on him just about at his peak price thinking that that was my 5'8", you know, set and forget for the rest of the season. And then yeah. since then he's had an absolute stinker. So um, I'll I'll probably go with Sit, Lui and, and play Burton.
0: Nice, mate. Uh, I'd play them both, um, but yeah, Lui fair him—he has hit the skids. Uh, and lucky last, as he Greg Marju, <clears throat> Marju against the storm.
1: Uh I think you probably play him. Um, he's he's got tackle bust ability. His base probably won't be affected that much, and I think that's what caught most people's eye about him in the first place. Uh, he takes a lot of runs and he can tackle bust and you never know they might score some points on Melbourne um, with cheese and cheese out they might not be um, you know at, the, at their best so I think you probably blame
0: nice mate uh, Matty?
2: um I'd, I'd sit him um, you know like I said storm they tend to kill everyone super coaches output so uh yeah I'd sit
0: I'd sit him 100%. Wingers against the, pretty much anyone against the Storm, I'd just about sit. But uh, Marju in particular, I think, is as a winger, he's a sit. Although, as Desi alluded to, his base is pretty good. We'll bust a few tackles. So he's not the worst play, but uh, I'd be sitting if I could. Boys, top spot punting plays for the week. Touching on last round, Desi had about a 45-leg try-scoring multi that shockingly didn't get up. Uh, <laughs> Adam DeRussi, no good in his run either. Uh, my one fell just short. It was a Bunnies 16.5 line. Latrell Mintz or Cody Tries. No good, but I did change Cody to Braden Burns on the Friday Punting Plays article, uh, which got up for us at $7.64. Um, i go on about the same game multi at Top TopSport being the best in the business. It's not just because they support us. Uh, I dropped it in the same multi into bet and it paid something like $5.50. So if you are keen on your same game multis, check them out with the code SC Playbook. 18 plus only, gamble responsibly. Desi, kick us off for this week, mate. What have you got?
1: Uh, yeah, I've gone for some anytime try scorers again, I think. That's quite obvious there's a strategy right now to bet on try scorers, um, getting pretty good odds. So I've gone Harry Grant anytime, Ruben Garrick anytime, Kalen Pong anytime, and James Tedesco anytime.
0: Ooh, like it, mate. Um, Maddie, what have you come up with?
2: I've, uh, I've gone the, the storm Titans game to be overs I think it's uh, 50 15 and a half or something it's a dollar90 um, yep. into the, into, the, into the rabbits to take down the Panthers I just think like I said the momentum of the form at the minute is is with the bunnies and yeah, Penrith uh, the last few weeks with the, all the injuries and all that uh, I think you know South probably want to bounce back from the last showing that they gave them. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take um, the Broncos to to beat to beat the Warriors. I feel mm-hmm. the Broncos the last month or so, have, yeah, they've they've shown a little bit more than what they've shown, you know, probably over the last eighteen months or so. And yeah, they're at Sun Court with a few fans back in there. Um, and obviously, yeah, they were really unlucky not to win last week. Um, I'm, I'm gonna tip them to to get over the Warriors.
0: Nice mate. Good value there if you do like the Bronx. Um, I'm just looking at the lines on the Totsa website at the moment. The poor old Bookie is trying to make a line for that Raiders Seagulls game. It's currently 15 and a half. But, you know, if Tommy Draboyevich is out, that changes significantly. They'd be so nervous setting those lines. It's such a gamble. Uh, my play for the week, I think the storm negative twenty one and a half against the Titans without AJ Brimson. Not that he's going to make a huge difference, but I think that's a really good line. I think Melbourne could whack that, even with a few players out. Harry Grant have a field day. Uh, That one into the Roosters, who are also missing a few players, but 12.5 line against the Dragons, uh, who their team is so ordinary this week again. So I think that, which will pay about 370-odd, is pretty good value. So that's it for me this week. Boys, your trades and skippers. Trades, I reckon we're probably all going to be doing nothing at this stage. Um, I am interested to get your skipper picks for the week, though. Uh, and, boys, assuming you're all going Tommy Turbo, tell me what your plans are if Turbo doesn't play. Des, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, I'm going to go VC Grant and Captain Teddy, I think. Uh, I think Teddy's due a big one. He's He's been, like, peppering going 150 plus, so I think this could be the way he does it.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm with you there. I think I'll, I'll probably do the same as you. Um, turbo, if you plays, you'll have to do no trades. And then yeah, Harry Grant's starting. I was going to reluctantly put it on Reuben Garrick against my beloved Raiders, but uh, now that Grant's starting, he could score anything, and then I like Teddy as well. Uh, Maddie. what are you thinking?
2: Yeah... I'd probably toss up between the VC on Grant and Dewey versus the Sharks and then, yeah, probably the C on Teddy. Yeah,
0: Adam Dewey, what an absolute gun. Um, credit to all those who jumped on him at a, a bargain price. He dropped price a little bit there when he got shifted out to the centers for three or four weeks, whatever it was, but um, he's proving pretty well fixed to prove. In a Tiger side that aren't terrific, he's just rock solid, punching at 80s, 90s, 100s with ease. If he was playing in a gun side, he'd be putting out 130s with ease by the looks of it. Um, boys, let's jump into a few questions and then wrap it up for this week. Uh, maddie Matty, has got to get to training, and I, I suspect that over at Real Sociedad, if you rock up late, you're probably going to get in a bit of strife, so we'd better wrap it up, <laughs> up for you. Mate, first one is for you, Maddie, from Taj Joyce. He asks yep. what your favourite save in your career is.
2: Uh. I'd probably have to. i probably have to go back to my uh, my Brighton days uh, in my first season there. We um, I, I saved a penalty against uh, Charlie Adam for Stoke. It was getting I think it was we went into February March in the season, so getting to the pointy end of the season and um, we were playing Stoke. And if they had scored this penalty in the last minute, they would have jumped above us on the table. And obviously, I managed to save it, and we drew the game one one all. And they stayed. I think a point or two points below us and they ended up going on to get relegated that year. So I think oh. that was probably a big, you know, a big moment in the year for them, um, not not having won that game. And obviously for our survival and safety, I think we, we got safe on the second last game of the year. And, uh, you know, a penalty save for a goalkeeper is always, yeah, is always a nice special moment. So I'd have to go with that one.
0: That's a cracker, mate. Was it a cold, wet night at Stoke City?
2: a <laughs> rainy yeah it was um i, I think it, it rained in patches and yeah it was quite windy on the day to be to be honest but oh, well, at least it uh, didn't you know affect me in a bad way having a penalty save and, and a draw <laughs> so but.
0: yeah nice one mate uh desi anton Possa, one of the legends from twitter i can't afford cleary this week and i'm, I'm relying on one more price drop do you think I'd do that or jump on DCE instead? Without Gamble this week, I'll be forced to play Nikarima, which is far from ideal, but I really want Cleary. He says he has the week off in his head to head clash, who's through to the prelim. He's nineteen seventieth overall. What do you reckon? Wait that week for Cleary or go early and get DCE this week?
1: Ah, uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it just it depends if you think Penrith are gonna be up to it um, against Arthur in red hot form. I think we could see like, you know, thirty points to both teams in that game. So I still think Cleary's a buy this week. Um despite the tough of tough fixture for him.
0: He can't afford him this week though, so he has to go DC this week, which would negate having to play Nikarima, who's off the bench. Um so that's that's the tough one. He has to wait till next week for the price drop to get Cleary.
1: Yeah, I think I think he waits then. <coughs> um it's probably a bonus to playing Souths then.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think, despite Manly having a nice run, Cleary can do a lot of damage in the next two weeks. So hopefully that makes up for sort of the points loss you would get by having to play Nickaremi this week. And as he said, if he's got the head to head week off, that's a big one. So um, I'm with you. I can wait up and get Cleary next week for a massive last two weeks. A question from that's not even a question from Cyril Jenkinson, <laughs> round 22. He's round 22 low. How hard done by his poor Victor Radley? Would have over seven weeks on the sidelines for doing bugger or wrong. MRC all need the sack. I'm going to throw it out there. I reckon Cyril (laughs) Jenkinson is probably a Victor Radley owner. Um, Cyril, I hope you finish the season on a high because it seems like it's been a tough year for you. Maddie, a question from Irish Yacht. It's a long winded question, but basically he's asking about. he's, He's saying Munster and Walker being the must-haves at 5'8", and Munster's a guy who we haven't touched on yet. The Storm have a nice run home, obviously a really good matchup against the Titans this week. What are your thoughts on him for the rest of the season? He's sort of been thereabouts this season without going big, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, he's knocked out those um, consistent scores between, I'd say, 60 to 90. Um, a little bit like you touched on with, you know, Heinz filling in for Hughes. It's, it's generally that fullback sweeping role that tends to get all the, uh, you know, attacking stats for the mm. Storm. And, you know, the one, you know, the guys that are one off the ruck, like Hughes and, and Munster, you know, have to sort of rely on, on their points coming from when they go direct, you know, themselves or, you know, putting a, a, a forward or second rower, you know, through a through a gap on a short ball. So, um, I mean, for me, I, I've, got, I've got Walker and, and Dewey. I just think Dewey, um, has a has a bigger ceiling this year than what Munster has shown and um, for me I'm I think I've got them to above him this year though he he's a, he's a great pod if anyone wants to go down that path in 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 a rampant storm side you know who knows he couldn't knock out 150 or, or something in in the remaining weeks
0: yeah for sure and just on that we're look at we talking about Bellamy resting a few Storm players this week and last week as well. You'd think he's got a massive chance, Cam Munster, to rest in the next two weeks. Desi, question from Richo Smith. Hey, lads, love your work this year. His question is, sit for feeder against the Storm if he does go back to the bench on game day as he has been for either Braley against the Dogs or Tupanua against the Dragons. Is it crazy?
1: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think it's crazy. I still mm. think you play for feeder, even if he's off the bench. He's just so dangerous. And, you know, he, he scored 30 last week. He's already due in my books.
0: So, I mean, Tupanua, who has also hit the skids, I think mean, he has a three-round average of 30 or something horrendous. Um, Desi, you are an owner of Tupanua and obviously for feeder, so there's no chance. If you had the option, you'd be playing for feeder over Tupanua? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Matty, question from Ben Jarman. Can go Marnie and Madison to Grant and AFB with my last two trades to give me a decent 17 this week and give me much-needed depth, currently carrying Turbo Hughes, Angus Lodge, but have the week off for head-to-head. Trade to ensure the break-evens don't prevent me from making these next week or hold and hope I can still do them next week.
2: Um, yeah, I think once again it, it depends on whether he's focusing on overall or head to head. I guess, oh, I mean, yeah, with the break evens it throws a spanner in the works though. Um, I guess it comes down to his gut instinct on what he wants to do and how his side would look. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't think he got any worries in, in making those those trades. They seem like two pretty good trades for me to to you know beef up your squad. So you know, Harry Grant. You know, starting this week, for me, is, is almost a must. And, yeah, yeah AFB, um, you know, with Lodge's, Lodge being suspended at the minute as well, he's, he's going to punch out a good score this week. And you, you can't imagine his minutes being too badly affected next week when I think Lodge returns. Yeah,
0: two huge trades there. And if he does have any sort of iron overall and a bit of credibility there, uh does look the goods. Hey, boys, that's it for today. Let's wrap it up. Desi, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, pleasure, boys. And Maddie, thanks for taking the time to come on.
2: Uh, no worries, team. This thanks for having me, mate.
0: <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.